Benjamin Franklin once said, In wine there is wisdom, in beer there is freedom, and in water there's bacteria. No bacteria here. This is On the Back Bar. On the Back Bar is your gateway to talking to the people behind the scenes at bars, distilleries, and vineyards around the world. We'll talk to the experts in the industry about future trends, people, spirits, cocktails, wine, and everything else. So kick your feet up, pour your favorite drink, and hang out on the back bar. This is Christopher Menning. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the On The Bad Bar podcast. Of course, your host, Christopher Menning. Uh, this is the first songcast I think we've done. Great to have the two boys here. Um, really, it's it's such a pleasure for the guys watching on YouTube, the second episode now. Um, gentlemen, how are you both doing? There's a lot to talk about. You've bought a bottle of wine, which I'm very happy about too. Uh, Guillaume, we'll start with you. What's been new? What's uh, been going on? Everything is actually very nice at the moment. I mean, uh, we're supposed to be on a, on a low season if we speak about business. Mm-hmm. Yet things are still very, very busy. Uh, I'm very happy to be with you today, guys. Uh, long friends and uh, people that I'm very happy to have a drink with, but also to try this new experience. Fantastic. So, you know, all good, all good. Uh, we live in Thailand, so what else could it be? Good. And how about yourself, man? How's life? Yeah, How's it all going? I'm pretty, pretty okay. I won't say like on the super upper, <laughs> upper side of life. <laughs> we <laughs> can get sort that. of situation I'm in, uh, but everything is a part of this. Great. I'm okay. having a great time. Thank you for inviting me. I think this is the first time I'm doing this. So if I get a little bit nervous, I'm going to probably drink more. <laughs> well, I was going to say, should we start pouring the wine? Now, uh, you know, firstly, I want to say, um, you know, I've known you guys for quite a while. Uh, we've been drinking partners for quite a while as well. But um, I, honestly, I really love the Somme community in Bangkok. I think it's quite a this small community. You know, you have the sort of uh, the girl group, which is sort of Kunuch from Amitar and, and all those girls. And then you have you guys as well. Um, obviously, having worked in the wine industry for quite a long time, uh, I'd love to hear about your background, your history, and about why Bangkok is such a great place right now for F&B. Sure, but first, we should cheers. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> cheers. So, cheers. We, that. we keep you the, the big cup. I've got the special cup. Thank you, guys. Cheers. So, what are we drinking today? Uh, it's actually one of the winery we are exclusively importing in uh, in a Thai market. It's uh, Fratelli Alessandria. Okay. Uh, my Thai colleague, uh, my, my Italian colleague will uh, say something a bit different, but uh, with my French accent, it is what it is. It's a beautiful winery from Piedmont, actually, in Italy. Uh, this one is a new cuvée we start to import that I've never tried, actually. Okay. Uh, we had a lunch before in, in one of our restaurants, which is La Casa Nostra, hmm. uh, and we just grab a bottle, take away. The sommelier, Andrea, actually, a good friend of us, uh, suggested us to try this uh, cuvée. Uh, it's pretty fucking good. It's pretty, it is, actually, <laughs> a pretty fucking good thing. It's super nice, man. It's uh, quite crunchy, super... Barbera de Biolo, yeah. I'm very much on the warm side of oh, this one, no? Yeah. I like that word, crunchy. I, I hear that quite a lot, this like, terminology. Well, yeah. It's a new new crunchy uh, yeah. uh, it's, trend. It's, it's, uh, true, it's true, it's quite a new trend to kind of... Yeah, new say. slang, isn't it? Like, yeah, okay. uh, you can hear it a lot, but then it, it tends to say more about the... Kind of, you have like a freshness or, of the fruit inside uh, mm. the, uh, the wine. For me, that's like a crunchy fruit sign. Yeah. But this one in particular, super warm. 
very nice, a little bit even jammy on the notes. Yeah, yeah you, are, you are in the Lange area, so yeah. it's something very, very light, very easy going. Yet you still have the Barbera Nebbiolo uh, character in the wine, so that's quite nice. So Guillaume, obviously you uh, you work for the wine merchant uh, for how long now? About four uh, years? Four years, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. So the wine merchant. Uh, alongside that, you also write for me for Gastronomer Lifestyle. You're our yeah. you know, uh, monthly wine writer, which we really, really love. Um, you've had some fantastic guests on as well. Mm. Um, tell us about that, how that got started. Obviously, we discussed it, but um, we started online, then we went to print. But tell me about that journey and some of the people you've had on. I mean, myself, I arrived in Thailand uh, seven years ago, before I was between Paris and London. Uh, I think two big cities for the gastronomy uh, life, I would say. Mm. Uh, Bangkok, I arrived so yeah, seven years ago. I started in a Michelin restaurant for one year. Uh, moved to another wine supplier for three years and now four years for the wine merchant uh, as a brand ambassador. So in charge of it's the relation with the winery, uh, keeping our team informed, also the sales on the hotel and restaurant side. And uh, what I love the most, organizing all the dinner with the people visiting us. Uh, to be honest, it was a connection, but also some luck. Uh, spoke with the right person at the right time. Uh, my boss... Uh, Kunaman and Kunan actually gave me a beautiful chance uh, four years back, and I think now uh, we're all happy to, to be where we are. Uh, mm -hmm. This company have improved, uh, let's say, had a very big evolution in the last four years because we were mainly focusing on retail when COVID happened. So where our concurrents had to move from wholesale to retail, we were already established there. So it was just uh, one way uh, to go up. And uh, now we try to focus also of course, with a few restaurants and hotels in Bangkok. Uh, for us, it's very important to have a good partnership, of course, for visibility, event, and all those things. And uh, to go back on your second part, yourself, we met uh, around a few drinks, and uh, an ideas uh, came out from it. It was, thank you for giving me the opportunity to join your wine article, which, as you said, started online. But it's not mine, it's yours. You really kind of owned it, you know? You've done great with it, so... Yeah, yeah it's, it's, I love it. I mean, it's... Of course, it's very important because it's nice to write about it for my own knowledge. Uh, it takes me a lot of time to uh, read about it, to find the information that probably I would not get if I don't do it. Yeah. Uh, it's also a good way to bring people in, uh, keep relation, have a good visibility. It's some fun. And yeah, as you said, uh, I mean, last March we started the writing version. So it's also nice to see it, uh, to have it in a hand. It's a little bit difficult not to, to start writing about, uh, I mean... You know, I find it so easy to talk about wine to mm. to a person, but like put it in writing it down. Yeah, I, I, have, I have a secret to to tell. It's like my my article is very nice, but but Mika, the <laughs> the writer of the magazine, actually <laughs> theater. Uh, yeah, my, my French and English uh, become I, more English I, when she's involved. I knew something was involved because when I read his article, as he thinks, it's okay. But but when I read his article and when I know him, like okay, uh, <laughs> what, what happened? You know, that was the, we have the thing is like when you love when you love wine, like you can go some like too far and you never stop. And, and so it's nice that she retract everything and keep it. Uh, she remember a little bit more simple approach. Yeah, there. yeah. We we do have to shout out to Mika. She's a fantastic editor in chief. She really is. But uh, no, I mean I really like it, man. It doesn't need much editing. Uh, I really like your. Because when you first started, I remember I said, put more emotion into it, put more of your journey, right? Yeah, yeah. And I really love how you've kind of developed that further. Um, the recent issue we did was the plant issue, uh, right? I'm sorry? The plant issue is the next one we've done? Yeah. Uh, no, but it's nice because for me, our industry is, is relation. Relation is very important. Yeah. People say business is business, but um, in our industry, uh, business is relation. And, and next month, we will have actually a, a very nice guest, which is uh, Laurent from Opus One. So yeah, very, very big cool. person. Oh, yeah. well, but 
it doesn't matter. He, for me, he's, he's an amazing person, an amazing human being, and as much as all the people I had before. Okay. Uh, no, maybe you would be yeah. the next one. <laughs> I was going to say, when, when's Morgan joining? And what are you up to these days, man? I, I know you're probably on a bit of a sabbatical, I guess yeah, we can I'm say. On, I'm on chill mode. Chill mode, cool. Super chill. You look super chill, i got to say. You do? <laughs> yeah, well, no, to, to be honest, like, I've been working for two years for Brew uh, by yeah. Andrew Cast, and um, so it's it's pretty hard work, as you, as you can imagine. Uh, Definitely. It was a great time there. Uh, really pu- trying to push as much, especially the last year, to try to get two stars, so hopefully, uh, crossing fingers uh, for them, that they will get it. Uh, because okay. to be honest, Giovanni, uh, the, the GM that's joining in February, she's now a good friend of mine, is really installed a lot of new things. Uh, I know the, in the kitchen, they've been working hard, uh, especially with Valentin there, really uh, pushing every single day. Mm-hmm. So they're doing, they're doing quite well, I mm-hmm. have to say. Okay. So now that I'm out of them and uh, finally can breathe, because it was two years, High pressure, right? Oh, yeah. Was, fine dining uh, scene is very... Uh, fine dining scene, working with certain people are not easy to work with. I'm not saying that I'm easy to work with. I've got, <laughs> yeah. got my own personality too, which sure. uh, I do understand. But uh, let's say it's a very, it was a very uh, political place to be in, mm. in terms of management style, which I've never been in that uh, in okay. my past um, uh, workplaces. So as soon as you as you have corporates uh, involved, well, no, but it becomes I, very. Uh, I work with corporates uh, before in hotels and things, and and that that place I have to say was uh, is, is particular. It's interesting. Why do you think it was? Where did that come from? From the what? The sort of politicalness of it. Well, because certain people know how to place uh, key people that they know in key places, which makes it. Uh, okay. More difficult. Uh, it it, well, yeah. It, it just it doesn't make it uh, impartial. To put it this way. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, it's then it becomes less fun. Bye to freedom. <laughs> so with, with this newfound freedom, uh, what do you plan to do? You're going to take some time off. So I'm taking a few months off. Yeah, good. You're sure. in Thailand, the best place to do that, right? So, exactly. so now I'm just uh, thinking about what's going to be my next move. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna I got a few leads, and I'm also thinking about maybe opening my own place, which I already wow. have a concept in place. Okay. Uh, I've got all the ideas in the right place, but um, I think now it's more about looking at. Uh, location is definitely something that uh, I'm okay. looking into now. In Bangkok? And, yeah, yeah, of course. Wow. Definitely be in Bangkok. Uh, location and um, and some investment a little bit. I have my own investment already planned in, but uh, okay. I would need somebody to, hey, join in. How much can you, uh, well, this is this is great. You're into potential uh, shareholders. Yeah, yeah. Investors out there. So a lovely wine bar slash cocktail and few French tapas will be in. Uh, so this is what we're going for, though. French yeah, sort of going tapas for like style. wine bar, something. If I would open my own wine bar, like let's say ideally, uh, nothing on the natural side. Sorry mm. for natural and okay uh, wine lovers. Because that tends I, to be the way now, right? And yeah. it's a trend. It's a trend. It's a trend. If you if you if you look at the market, it's it's a very good trend. Uh, you can you can see like beautiful wineries. Uh, if you go on, on that topic, is a bit uh, is a bit personal because people have, everybody have a different vision. Mm. But I think uh, it's still a very very low percentage of what is wine and and what people are drinking today. Okay. You have to consider like Thailand is a good example today. Uh, for example, at the alcohol consumption in Thailand, wine is one percent. So yeah. natural wine would be uh, zero zero zero. Uh, it's still it's still very very uh, very low. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's okay. Everybody have a different. Uh, that's a wait. That's a crazy number. One percent of alcohol consumption is what you have to consider. People, wine is still considered as a 
it's a luxury or prestigious, yeah. but it's becoming yeah. more and more. Sure the uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. the taxation, the, everything makes it, the cost shipping, everything makes it a bit difficult. Wow. But uh, it, first of all, it, it's a beer and whiskey country. So yeah. Yeah. it takes a time to change a culture or maybe not change, but bring something new. Yeah. Uh, step by step, oh, it's getting there. I thought it was 1%. Yeah, that's mad. That's a mad statistic. Yeah. But then it's also like spirit. Maybe a bit more, but. No, no, but then it makes sense. Uh, in, in a way, it makes sense. Yeah, but spirit consumption is very similar because spirit consumption in Thailand is actually 90% locally made stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's because it's sang some regency. Yeah. But I always say as well, yeah. Bangkok and Thailand are very different entities, right? Of course. Yeah, so. but if you compare, like, how many people drinks beer, like, we are the first one to order yeah. Singa or whatever, uh, yeah. without putting up brands, but uh, <laughs> any beer you go at 7-Eleven... There was no sponsorship from Singa. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? It's something very... For sure, for sure. But um, actually, talking to you guys, because um, there are some amazing French restaurants here, uh, quite a few have just opened recently. Uh, where would you recommend? I mean, we've been to a couple, right? What was the one we went to? La Bouchon? Oh, Le Bouchon, yeah, very That's nice. Very really good. Institution. Uh, yeah. And it used to be in Padpong, uh, the first location. So it was uh, yeah. like 40 years. Yeah. Serge, the owner, has been yeah, there for forever. It's a very traditional place. Yeah. It is, and it's always for the French people, which is a good sign, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, my shout out is to uh, Frank. Yeah. Frank, one of my very good friends here. You open uh, Yacht, IOD. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, from Penn. very very trendy. Uh, okay, very all good things. Uh, Going there tonight, by the way, just to let you know. It's not broadcast live or whatever. Yeah, we need but to go as well, right? Super good. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I had like recently been there. I had one of the best yeah. dishes I had in my life. Wow. And he done this amazing tuna belly. Mm. So he gets his 42 kilo uh, of tuna that he chop, he makes himself, and then he use all the parts in different dish. So he's got uh, his own little menu with just different parts of the yeah. tuna. That he makes differently. Wow. The tuna belly, Oloroso. Uh, this was an Oloroso yeah, sherry sauce with it and shallot. Blew my mind. Blew my mind. It was amazing. Okay. Yeah, today is probably the best offer uh, in terms of French. Uh, it's a modern, modern traditional mix style. Yeah, it's very, very, very good. If you stick yeah. with him, he's not going to tell you it's French cuisine. Really? It's my cuisine. It's my, it's my food. So it's, it's okay, I like doing that. It, yeah. his own thing. And then this is well, something know, that I really like. I, I stopped by there uh, like two weeks ago and I just had like the, the tarama and yeah. some shrimp and, and I'm very happy also with that. So okay. uh, you can have like a bit of wow. everything. I stopped one hour, I had a glass of wine and so it, it's, it's, it's a very... It's quite beautiful. casual as well. You can just it's go... very casual. Yeah. But okay. the scene is moving a lot in Bangkok. Like French restaurants, you have many, depends also on your on your... On the price you can pay, on uh, what yep. you expect on the night. You have traditional, you have modern. Mm. Uh, Frank is doing something very, very unique. That's why maybe he's so successful. And I think he, he, yeah. it's a good choice for him. He also, also the right location. Uh, everything is perfect. Uh, yeah, I mean that's key, isn't it? There's so many players in Bangkok now, but yeah. I mean location is really, really important. Oh, it's very important. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. I think yes and no. I think you know if you if your concept is really well made or your marketing behind or whatever idea or DNA you want to put in, I think people will come. People will just will it's a destination, right? You will you will go there. Yeah. Because if you look where where is Frank? Is it a good location? Why? There's no MRT next to it. Is you know it's in Yanakad, it's a little bit lost. So it's a little bit lost. So it, but the good thing in and it's something I realized if you if you really want to get a full scope market parking space. Yeah, but oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So important because you have to drive everywhere in Bangkok, right? You can't walk. Well, like. if you if you look at you know expats, not so much because they don't drive cars mm. or very rarely. But true. if you if you're looking at more the the, the local Thai community that that you want to get and you know, one of the the most important uh, profile, I would say that you want to get in your restaurant, they all drive cars. 
Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, of course. And even don't if even yeah, yeah. yeah, and even if they don't drive, it's always nice to know that the car is next to a park exactly. with a driver. It's yeah. easier to sing that. Exactly. And most houses have multiple cars as well. It's just yeah, of course. So much traffic right now in Bangkok. Yeah, yeah. That's why we got late. Sorry, yeah. man. <laughs> so, uh, how long have you been in Bangkok for now, man? About the same as us, like five years or yeah, four years and a half. Four years and a half. Uh, okay. I think I've came. I came in uh, 2018. Yeah, 2018, right before COVID hit. What what ball year? Huh? What well, was uh, it work the or? Libua Hotel? Uh, oh. The opening of Chef Table with Vincent Thierry okay. uh, brought me here. Uh, I was in Monaco before that, as they had some of Koya in Monaco. Nice and uh, yeah, it was super cool in Yeah. Amazing time, a little bit more festive, less fine dining, hmm. really nice and, uh, and and grooving there. And then uh, when I got contacted by the Libor, I kind of was, was like, why not? But the, the perception of Bangkok at the time before I arrived was definitely not the one I had when I arrived. Really? Oh man, completely not. Yeah. And not, yeah it's like, it's I, I, I'm super happy to be in Bangkok yeah. and being in Thailand. I love the culture, I love the people. The whole the whole F and B scene, the yeah, French the French community as well is quite strong and it's really, it's it really is. nice. We have, yeah. we have great friends that bring you super welcoming. So yeah. that that that's what brought me here. I think it's um I think Bangkok's still very different to what most people presume it to be. So when they come they re really are quite shocked, you know. Yeah. Oh thank Sorry, you, thank you. How are those guys? See, I'm losing my skills already. <laughs> I've got a hole in my glass as well. Keep it bull. But no, it's true. And I think Bangkok is so, I mean, there's so many different levels, right? If you want to go party and, you know, Khao Sam Road and do the backpacker thing, you can. Yeah, yeah. You want to do fine dining. There's, you know, two mission stars. We've got, what, 30, 36 mission stars now, I think, in Bangkok? Uh, thanks for letting us know. They're in the whole country now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's incredible. There's, yeah. there's so many different levels uh, to appreciate. But, I mean, where do you guys normally hang out these days in terms of bars, for instance? What's been your top level? Uh, of course, we have wine bars and um, most of the time in, in our properties. So, oh, uh, so the wine merchant actually yeah, has quite wine, a few. I, yeah. For me, I mean, outside the fact that I'm working for this company, I think they have the best offer and best location in terms okay. of wine bar uh, because you will pay a wholesale price in a, in a retail area and also very comfortable. Hmm. But otherwise, yeah, I like a lot to going to Yord. Uh, Modcar, I like a lot. Modcar is very nice. I like the location, location, yeah. location yeah. is Your location is very cool. Yeah. Yeah, oh, the cafe des stagiaires a lot. Uh, okay, yeah. But this is my uh, my go to uh, yeah. my go to place. But Alex, one of my good friends and also a partner there. But it's just a super. They have a really nice terrace, so you can just chill outside. Uh, great cocktails, great food. So it's really nice to to just chill. So uh, cafe and Bardo, yeah, Bardo, Arthur, uh, Arthur's restaurant is great. Great mm. place as well, just to hang out and chill. Sorry, I've like now you're right, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, it's crazy. Arthur actually he just moved back. He was at Oro, uh, the manager for for a while, and then moved back to his own property. And of course, that's right. Yeah, it was always good to see him. Uh, I, I was there tonight to go uh, yeah. to much Negroni, but uh, <laughs> but they are good. So yeah, it was super nice. Yeah. Cool, cool. So I mean, um, uh, uh, what's going on with the wine industry right now? What's new in Bangkok? What's exciting? Because I know we talked about. Uh, natural wines, and that's sort of the trend. Is there yeah. anything else going on? Bizo, Bizo is a great, is a Bizo, great place. Cool, yeah. Regarding wines, okay. Theo, Theo, the partner also and sommelier there, did mm. a fantastic job with his wine list, uh, which I see that he put over two hundred references. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, but it's super nice. I think, I think now in it, I feel like the wine is is opening up uh, greatly in Bangkok, and uh, okay. but the most important, and which is our job in a way, as soms and people from the wine. To make it understand to people that wine is a fun thing. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It's, 
Is money to be uh, so, so serious about it? Is, is, uh, do you think there was a stigma before? It's like, you know, you said about like the premiumization. Was it a stigma of, you know, only for fine dining people and only for that level? In, and, in fine dining, yeah. people see it as something like, it can be scary. Okay. And I, I would put myself as as any person that doesn't know about wine, right? Yeah. And you give him a list with 200 bottles on it, you don't know anything, right? Right, yeah. Only, it's, only it's that it's expensive. So. It's intimidating. You don't want it. And then when we come in as some, yeah, yeah. Kind of, the, we get guests that looks at us like, are you, you, you're here to rip me up. <laughs> you, know, right, I, yeah. you know, they're yeah. scared of that. But actually like we are, I'm super passionate about wine. I love, I love what I do, but we are here to guide you and to guide the people towards the best wine. And to be honest, I never look at the price. I don't care. I'm not here to get your money. At the end, the money goes to the company. So. You want you want to make profit. You're happy to do so, but your main focus is I want you to enjoy the wine. Yeah, and, uh, to yeah get, at the end, you you if to, you fidelize the, the customer, you, you will come back and spend again and spend again, and and it was more than one time sale. But so for people who don't know about wine, say those customers, what type of thing do you normally point them to? Like how do you sort of the main the main thing you ask? It's what do you like? And and when yeah. people don't know, you have to find it out by yourself by asking questions. Like investigation, like yeah, yeah. It, it is yeah. a personal job. At the end, you have to you, you need to be yeah. say, uh, social with people. You need to be able to talk with them. And the wine scene is has changed a lot for for many reasons. Uh, first of all, COVID changed everything. Uh, I think this wholesale retail things what was break down because uh, when wholesale was not existing anymore during COVID, uh, every supplier had to turn back to retail. So people also understood that they were paying much more than right. they pay. Yeah, yeah. And this put the price but very down. I think my company is, uh, did also a good job in that part. Like Aman, I'm sorry, I have to say it, but he was the first one who bring champagne below 2000 baht in Thailand. Which is which is crazy actually because it's crazy yeah, and now now expensive. now okay now it's increasing again because of the demand or because of the lack of production or, or whatever but uh, yeah the, the things change a lot during COVID and also the fact that China and Hong Kong was closed uh, many people of the industry moved back to Singapore or Bangkok and mm. it helped a lot the visibility uh, so so many things change and I think people are not stupid you know when they understand that yeah. they are paying way too much than what they should uh, the trust and the choice are, are very fast than mm. very different than what it used to be I gotta say the thing is it is you know when I, when I arrived in Thailand I was shocked by the prices of the wine right and I, I come from Monaco which you okay, know yeah. we are we are aiming at elites or billionaires and millionaires coming in spending ridiculous money on wine but and then I can yeah, I, re I remember going to the so I started my first day at the Libois right right and I was selling Dom Perignon in Monaco at 550 euros which is roughly in Thai baht uh what is it about 15,000 okay 15k hey, find out maybe it's a 20 20 I'm gonna try to I say 20, you say 15. Okay. So it's okay. 550 euros 550 euros yeah that was the price of a Dom Perignon in Monaco yep so that would have been 21,000 baht. 21,000 baht. Yeah. And now, you're right here. I remember I started the Libois. I opened the wine list. Wait, that was 50, a... 15,000 That was a bottle for 21,000? Yeah, that's a bottle of... No, wow. in France. In France. He, he oh, okay, yeah. He's 50k. So for me, this was like, wow. Like, how do you want me to sell anything yeah, to yeah, European yeah. guests? Because you come in. Uh-huh. Yeah. And like you said, you know, the consumers are not stupid anymore. They know they see the prices. It's, it's hard to sort, because when I used to do a consultancy agency back in the day with Kieran, actually, um, before COVID, we used to have people approach us, say, oh, we want to launch in Thailand. They have like a spirit, 
a wine or whatever. No. You're like, sure, what price do you want to come in as? And you're like, yeah, it's not going to get to that price. And you do the value chain for them. You show them the taxes and the exercise. Yeah. And, and it always blows their mind, you know, because there's so much. Right. Taxes. No. Yeah. Mm. Taxes is uh, Yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. I think wine's 300% yeah. in total. Yeah, but you also have to consider that, that it's a country where you always uh, have to make deal. So so right. like supplier, between uh, depending on friendship, they will give you 50%, 60%, which doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah. we, we don't do that. Like if you, we have, if you give that much discount, it means at the beginning, you already have a crazy margin mm. because you don't do business for charity. You will not give 60% discount to lose money. No, if you give 60% and you still win on top of that, it means your margin was crazy. And this is something which which was real for many suppliers, unfortunately. Uh, and on top of that, you have the hotel who will do like two or three, I don't know, depending on the pricing. So of course, when they start to buy wholesale directly from supplier mm. and realize the difference of price, and they go to the restaurants. Crazy. And, and now that's why also it's a big trend to bring their own bottle because if you have to go yeah. to a hotel, you buy this bottle one five and they say it wow. for you seven thousand in a hotel. You rather pay one thousand back pocket fee. Which is not you see in France or in Europe. Nobody brings their own bottle in France. Yeah, because you don't want this taxi fare, cost shipping. Or... It's, it's rude. Rude. Huh? Ah, you do yeah. this in France. They look at you. Yeah. But you, you, don't, don't, you, know, you don't do it. Yeah, you know. but after the prices yeah. are affordable, yeah. like it's it's it makes sense. But then I go to a restaurant to experience new wines, right? And I can't do it if I bring yeah. my own bottle. Yeah. So I want to be, I want the sommelier to challenge my expectations, show me something I don't know. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this it's is just, totally true. I mean, yeah. ourselves, you know, we work with many uh, boutique wineries, so allocation can be very small, depending if you get one, twice, or three times a year. So that's how we're gonna deal because we are very strong in retail, but wholesale. Uh, I mean, sorry, Orica, Hotel and Restaurant are very important for us. Mm -hmm. uh, and people ask us like, how do you deal with it? If you have a shop, and you want to try, uh, you want to sell me the same wine for the same price? I say, it's no. It, we work differently. We will have. Some items that we know you like, we will allocate for you. Mm. Like we always try to do this this kind of uh, of deal. Uh, communication is very important, but as we said, to go back, for example, we just receive Rias. We import Rias exclusively, indirect, uh, no uh, no open market, which is very very rare item. And I know few places that loves it that wants it, so we give them priority. We also have private customer, of course, to yeah. to fulfill the, the wish to try this wine. Okay, but. Now we have like today, I have uh, four or five wine bar in, in Bangkok, which have Ayas, and you can go there and try Ayas, which speak about Domaine des Tours, Chateau Fonsalent, like the whole range. So it depends also on what you want to do, if you just want to sell to make money or if, if you want also to build, uh, build partnership yeah. and uh, bring new activities. I mean, talking about bringing your own bottle as well, um, corkage fees, like what, what's a reasonable price you think? Because we got charged the other day. Oh, wait, so where? There's um, 1,500 baht. Yeah, that's what I'm to charge in my, in my restaurant. Okay, so that's pretty that's cool, standard. you think. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, it's either that or normally you match it to the to the price of a house wine. Mm. Yeah, which I think is pretty fair. But a lot of them will, will tell you you can buy one and get your free cocktail. So basically, you can get okay. a bottle of red, you buy a bottle of white. Yeah, we, which is fair. That's pretty fair. I like that. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the way you should be. Okay. But the you know, is it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a matter of... Uh, you will people ask you to pay one thousand baht for for what just for opening a bottle, so you don't want it. But yeah. if you pay for a bottle and open one, yeah. you don't think that you give away money for free. It's it's just psychologic at the end. But yeah, it's still fair at some point to to pay for a cockage. But in, in Thailand, to be honest, cockage is just to slow you down a little bit, so you don't bring twenty bottles. But uh, <laughs> you, you rarely pay for it. Yeah. Uh, and and me, I totally agree with the fact that open one, bring one, it it's is very fair. Very fair. The problem is. Uh, we I had guests that booked private dining rooms, mm -hmm. right? And they came in with like eight bottles of wine. Wow, okay. Eight to 10, 
Right. Well, many people. Oh, yeah, that's uh, for like six, you know, like yeah. it was about to be even us. No, no. There were six of us. And... Like, you know, big wine, wine, uh, <laughs> big wine guys that you right. know, they love, they love uh, trying different things. So everybody brings a bottle. And then, of course, you know, it, it, at this moment, it becomes difficult to say, okay, I'll buy a bottle. But then, well, otherwise, what happens is that they would buy a very expensive bottle at 20K or something like that. And then we were kind of waved the whole. Okay. Whatever. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah right. Once so more, it's, 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 it's a relation. It's a relation. It's a case by case uh, situation uh, most sure. of the time, especially with your regulars. In terms of wine, I mean, uh, I'd be interested to hear what you're drinking right now. So obviously, we're drinking this fantastic wine now. I can't pronounce it. Sorry, my French is terrible. Ratia Alessandria. Okay. What is it? Ratia Alessandria. I'm not going to try and pronounce that. But what what else are you drinking right now? What's what's quite exciting? Any producers you want to recommend? For from my side, uh, as I said, it depends on the allocation. We have wines we receive once a year, so you know it's always uh, okay. when my boss send the new list of product coming, it's always like Christmas. You know, we look like oh yes, this is coming. Uh, so now at the moment, uh, we have Domaine Joblo in Cochalones, which is which is very beautiful. Uh, we have once a year uh, Champagne, of course. Champagne is a very very uh, big trend at the moment. Mm. Uh, yeah, we go to Henri Oh, nice. I'm okay. a super big fan of Henri I love every yeah. single cuvee that they pull out. I did, yeah. I would have not Stéphane, worked uh, yeah, but... I do like the bottle design. Stéphane I'm going to say it's a nice bottle design. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like the Argonne. Oh, my God. Stefan, we need to get him one t shirt. Do you need one t shirt <laughs> that I can wear? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. I love everything. The champagne, sorry, champagne, the champagne is pretty is, popular, right? Yeah, yeah. Crazy trend. It's uh, of course, it's it's beautiful. So yeah. uh, there is a good reason behind. But yeah, now we're receiving Jackson. Uh, okay. that just have you have you bought. tried Telmon yet? Yes, this is no, I haven't tried okay, the, uh, your champagne you. yet. Uh, I need to bring Telmon, so uh, for sure, it's in the market. We don't this listing tonight. You don't bring. You don't bring. No, I couldn't, guys. Sorry, it's uh, yeah, I didn't have allocation for this. <laughs> champagne is the success of champagne. Is is very crazy at the moment. But it's, I actually went there recently. I went to uh, I went to Champagne Telmont in I think March. I guess it was. Yeah. Oh man, being in Champagne is amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's such a beautiful place. Really, it's going through the vineyards and seeing it all. And, and you know, they love the food. They love the. They are very welcoming. Yeah, no yeah. Who, who is there? And the owner we we put his his boots and we'll go in the field. Uh, yeah. No, it's amazing. But Tamil was in. Uh, sorry to plug it as well, but anyway, these um I mean, in the vineyard. Like running room. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the in the vineyard, you can see as well because um, they're pretty much organic now, nearly hundred percent by yeah. twenty twenty five. I think. But the ground, you can see the the soil's alive. Yeah, of course. Compared to other vineyards, you can see the. It's completely different. Yeah. Like this organic sure. soil and uh, absolutely, and yeah, and such So that's that's a big thing. Are you seeing more people doing that now in the wine community, or? Yeah, but you know, sustainability or uh, organic and biodynamic, it depends on the legislation, depends on the country. If you mm. go to Loire, they all doing this mainly. But okay. uh, you can't almost. But for example, right. okay, I will not put name on countries, but there is some countries that organic will allow them to use pesticide that you would never be able to use in France. Yeah. So sometimes organic or biodynamic doesn't, okay, biodynamic is different meaning, but organic will not mean as much as you think it means. And uh, I think it's very important. That's Sorry. what, that's what is <laughs> natural, natural <laughs> wine about. Sorry. <laughs> natural wine about, there is some natural wine which are exceptional. Like for yeah. example, La Ferme de la Sansonnière, Marc Angeli, he used to be a woodmaker, he's in Loire. This guy is respecting the soil since forever. And, and he has, of course, uh, all those titles, but it's not the matter. Is still an exceptional winemaker. So I think for me, the most important is it's always to know the winemaker and the way they treat the right. soil and make the wine. This is a basic, no matter the title they have on it. Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing a lot in particularly Champagne region, a lot of people saying they're organic, but not really 
doing the, you know, the actual. You know, it's a trend. Like organic was nice because they start to use copper. And then when they start to use copper, it's like now we use too much copper. So now they're changing to, it's like every year there is something new to change against the organic. So yeah. once more, if you go to, to wineries, when you visit them, most of them, they tell, us, they tell you, at the end, we don't care. We do our own way, which is to respect the soil because the soil brings us the success of a fruit and then the product at the end. Okay, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, Loire Valley always been pretty Loire Valley is like exceptional. I do yeah. love Loire Valley, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah the moment, yeah, the, yeah, last, yeah. the last super great Loire Valley wine I tried was François Cotta. Yes, Sorry. that's very good. I know that one. Amazing. Probably the only wine I know that you've said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, I didn't know that. Uh, him and his brother also, Pascal Cotta, they, they're both uh, yes. they're doing, they're using the same plots, but doing the wines a little bit differently. But this is yeah. it's mind-blowing. It's a mind-blowing Sauvignon Blanc, a little bit. Uh, it's very I feel good. like following a little bit Dagonot style, you know, to like... Uh, in same so, precision. Sort but, uh, of, yeah, sort of precision, but to really showcase the terroir, sometimes unfiltered, sometimes yeah. filtered, mm. organic. Uh, and he was in Thailand recently, but wasn't he? Or last year? Yes, someone is already, yeah, but no, uh, no, he didn't come, but they import. Uh, I swear he was not directly there. Wasn't he in, like, uh, no, he was in Samui, no? Oh, this I don't know. Oh, yes, I think so. Oh, maybe maybe you know him uh, more than us. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because I was in, uh, I just remember vividly, I was in Phuket at Catch Beach Club, I think it was, and then just drinking yeah. the bottle and someone told me he was in some of yeah just, that's how I drink like you know, you know, no judgment <laughs> let's go anyway but yeah fantastic wine it really is wine Loire is exceptional it's, uh, it's wine. first of all it's a uh, it's yeah. beautiful wine but also to visit the region is, is, is just incredible you know? I've never been but you have the biggest number of castle in in, uh, in France like in this in a chateau <laughs> How do, how do you call it? Ca castle. Castle. Yeah, Castle. <laughs> castle. <laughs> and it, it's beautiful. You can you can okay. take a, a kayak. Well, I don't do that, but you can do it from Chenonceau to yeah, ah, all, all, all okay. along of the river. Also, uh, I spoke about it in one of our articles. Uh, it was a region, you know, they used to carve house in the limestone. So basically now, of course, they don't live in this anymore, but people used to live before inside the, the soil. And now they use it to edge the wine. So if you go, from, wow, okay. let's say, uh, Chinon to Saumur, all the cellars, natural cellars, are below below uh, underground. And it's just incredible to visit. And people don't even know about so it. So I must keep it really cool, right? Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah, like I was there in uh, last two years ago. It was like 30-something 30, 30 degrees outside. And you go inside, you, you need a jacket. Like, okay, I'm pushing it a little bit, but, yeah, but still. No falling. Sure, sure. So guys, I mean... Um, there are a lot of people listening around the world. We've actually listened to in 76 countries now, uh, 25,000 listeners, I think. So uh, a lot of people actually look to this for advice for where to go in Bangkok. So maybe I can ask you off the, off the cusp, uh, your top five recommendations for maybe restaurants, fine dining, also street food, uh, and also bars to visit. So maybe... Guillaume, your first five? Uh, it doesn't matter. We don't speak about only French. Huh? So no, anything, like, anything. It can be all random. Fine, fine dinings, bars, and... Yeah, bars. say someone had one weekend here in Bangkok. Ooh. Where would you recommend them to go? Um, okay, it, it depends because this scene is moving a lot. So I will speak about what I like at the moment and what I had the chance to try lately. But of course, it's something to... Depending on the time. But okay, for sure. Uh, we spoke already about uh, Yod, which yeah. is a, a very nice uh, place that just came out. Uh, Italian restaurant, like Casa Nostra, it's a very, very wine cellar with Italian food. Uh, I will go also Modcar, of course, we talk about it. 
Uh, Alpia and uh, Maison du Nom are two places that are very respective, uh, very different. You have the fine dining Maison du Nom and Alpia, which is a bistro, uh, opened by Chef Arnaud, who used to be the first one to bring two stars to Le Normandie Monumental. So I think it's very a place to try. It's it's different. It's uh, it's a bit mountain with seafood style because it's from the Savoie, the Alps yeah. in France. Looks and, like uh, a chalet, uh, right? Yeah, it looks like yeah, looks it's like all made of wood. With it. it's beautiful. It's really it's definitely a uh, place to try. This all this area in Saint Antoine is very interesting. Uh, in terms of restaurant, more on the fine dining side, uh, I have to give a big up to Mia Restaurant, which is for me yes. one of the of the Love best places, uh, which is underrated. It is. Uh, Tom and Michelle are beautiful people. They are amazing. Yeah. The food is incredible. <laughs> they are very passionate. Uh, to be honest, it's the only. A uh, little annoyment I have with the Michelin Guide is like for me they deserve a star more than than many others. And uh, yeah, if I can jump on that subject, I want to shout out to Clara, to Christian from Clara. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he didn't get a star yet, and he hundred percent deserves. No, yeah, no, no, no Italian got a star. Yeah, and, and, you know. I, was, I was with an Italian yesterday who was still moaning about this, but yeah, it's yeah, very it's true. It's crazy. Uh, it's, it's crazy. And Christian and Clara, they put so much mm. hard work every day. We went together last time, right? Yeah, so I, 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 I had yeah. a chance to, to go a few times, but yeah, we've been together. Uh, I also did a few events there, actually. Mm. I did a Paul Roger uh, champagne dinner with my previous company. Okay, yeah. I did a Chateau Guiraud, uh, which is a sweet wine with Sandrine yeah. Garbet, which is a new man uh, general manager for this chateau and used to be the chief winemaker of Chateau Dickem for 27 years. Mm. So uh, this, this place has a lot of potential. Uh, okay. Me, I personally, I love it, so I, I want to really push people to try it. It's a finding approach, of course. Mm. Uh, hopefully uh, this year they will get a star. Otherwise, a new, more, 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 uh, let's say fancy style or fine dining, a suing, a suing is just exceptional. I had the chance to, to try it lately. Okay, and, yeah. and just, wow, for two star, it deserves it. It's very, very good. Right, right. Uh, also, so you don't let me anything to say else. Well, I was going to say, I haven't gone past five. You went, went, went through all the top places. I was like, I didn't mind. Okay, but, but one more. It's uh, one more, okay. to Brasserie 9 lately uh, oh, with yeah. Chef Hervé Frera. I saw your photos. They look pretty good. It was exceptional. And yeah. I didn't go there for, for maybe Did four or five years. Event? And you went to it before? No, I didn't go for the disco <laughs> event. <laughs> uh, but definitely a place to try now. Very traditional, very classic, but yeah. executive. Yeah, so. Okay. Morgan, what about you? Please. Yeah, sure. Uh, after telling <laughs> good places, so, it's, it's, what's that? It's, it's, like, no, no, no. To be honest, if I had a, uh, a few days and when my friends come in, definitely uh, there's a place in uh, Chinatown called Nai Ek Ro. I'm not sure if I'm saying that properly, but uh, which is the best kwajam mukrob you can get. So Wait, best, soup. best what? <laughs> so it's a, it's a, basically it's a soup with uh, crispy pork belly. Nice. Okay, so this like, is cool. Wow, yeah, like this is my go-to place. Uh, I go there at least once a week. Really? That right. good? Yeah, yeah, because it's super nice and it's it's super street food ish. You just come in, you sit Who down, you eat. Subtitle go. when uh, about the name. Uh, yeah, we got. Can you add it? You know. So that's the place I tend to to bring uh, because you know, if you come to Thailand, you 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 come for. Got to try the street food stuff. So yeah, definitely. That's that's one of them that uh, uh, I would bring the people to. Obviously, to cheer, like I said, cafe, but uh, uh, a mention to Oho at uh, the Mahanakon. You know, if you come in, yeah, in Thailand, uh, you go there, it's Mexican, but like Mexican fine, not fine dining, but it, mm. it's really well calibrated. The food, the yeah. chef, the chef, the work that he makes there is great. And then the view, 
you know, the view is just amazing. Right. So if you're yeah. coming for, uh, for a few weeks. Yeah. You are on the 80th floor of the it's a beautiful design of well. Bangkok. Bangkok yeah. Yeah. And then you go on the rooftop, you go have a drink there. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely worth it. So of course, yeah, we mentioned Yod. Um, Suring, I totally agree with you. Suring was, Suring was great. And I had the chance to do a wine dinner there and they okay. calibrated, like the pairing was made right. following the wine. You know, I've never wow. eaten a Suring. You know, it's to some place. Right? It's, of course, it's, it's, a, it's a budget. Yeah. Aren't you? It's, yeah. it's not it's not cheap, but it's too much. But it was, also, obviously, yeah. you have to. Worse, it, but I think it's worth the money. But yeah, I just never had time. Yeah, and I know the guys well. It's incredible. It's a two Michelin star, and they do fifty cover per lunch, right. fifty oh, yeah, cover per dinner. They're busy. Huh? I've never seen the place two Michelin star right. doing that many and keeping standard that high. Yeah, it's uh, it's incredible. But then there's two places I really want to try is uh, Potong. Oh, you never been to Tong? Um, yeah, no, I've been together actually. Yeah. I, I really want to try, it. and then this Bantepa, which so are my two Thai restaurants. I really, really want to try. So. Yeah, I've actually got to say both of my favorite restaurants. Yeah. Really, Bantepa. Oh, yeah, it's probably, both I didn't wrong. We went to both yeah. of them yeah. together. <laughs> but we eat together a lot. But um, Bantepa oh, was next time off. <laughs> <laughs> Bantepa was exceptional actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah really it was. Fire. There was nothing bad to say about that actually. No, it was like time is doing a great shot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes you go to a meal and it's like okay. This dish was like him miss. This was okay. This was really good. Bantabao is like yeah. everything. Okay. So yeah, yeah, it's it's nice. very very nice. Yeah. Then regarding bars, if you look at it, uh, smalls on oh, uh, classic. Yeah, it's uh, like a legacy. So is it um, Swan Blue? Swan Blue. Yeah. Yeah. Swan Blue Smalls is a place to go. Our uh, industry night every Monday night, by the way. So Dave, they did one. Done amazing. Yeah. yeah. Amazing, and then you can eat those uh, beautiful Vietnamese sandwich. Like, how mm-hmm. is it called? Um, uh, ban mi. Ban mi. Ban mi. Oh, yeah. Oh. So, what are you so yeah. for us as industry people, yeah. that work, you know, pretty late. It's great to go. Also, eat me. We went there. I went there recently. The the Good. last order is one a.m. or midnight. Okay. Yeah. Uh, eat me. Man. Oh, uh, eat me is uh, one or twelve thirty or midnight thirty. Uh, so the, those are good places for industry people or late night uh, late night drinks. And then definitely for uh, a casual dining, I have to shout out to Gigi uh, mm. because I found that Gigi uh, dining hall in Italy. Uh, it's great value. Uh, you have really True. good food. It's super nice atmosphere. The decor and interior design is amazing. Actually, uh, yeah, if you want to share about one good evening, well, I have to start with, uh, you start at the wine machine to convince. You go to Gigi for dinner, <laughs> go to yeah. Iron Balls for a drink, and end up at Sing Sing. And you have uh, a good night. Uh, that's, this is your complete night. <laughs> I'm going to say though, it's true. Those guys have got Monopoly on that little little road. No, it's so it's good. Cool no, because it is cool. It's, it's, yeah. it's an all-in-one, you know? Like you go, yeah. for, you go for dinner and Gigi. Yep. You go for Iron Morph after yeah. an after-dinner drink. And then you end up at Sing Sing. Completely wasted it. <laughs> you just end up at Sing Sing. But Sing Sing's good. Like good, good music. Home, huh? <laughs> really good music. Huh? <laughs> and then you go what? home. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 it's yeah. great. It's good music. It's uh, and the vibe there is super cool. Actually, one bar I tried not so long ago. I met my girlfriend bring bring me there. Actually, it's a tap bar, T E P. Oh yeah, ah, uh, yeah, yes. true. Uh, Thai music. Thai uh, live music. It, yeah, it's it was a bit odd sometimes. It's incredible. Me, I loved it. Oh, you liked it? Okay. So yeah, I mean, I arrived there pretty wasted. So the, music, just, that might the, be why. the ambience. <laughs> I was feeling <laughs> everything. I was like, wow, so new. I've been yeah. there after one week later, and it was the same same vibe. Okay, yeah. Nice, but great. that street, which is called Nana Street, yeah. it's so Nana, Nana. Nana, not the Soy Nana that which is not some the people. Nana, I think Nana Plaza. Yeah, yeah. But if you're coming into Thailand, 
go for it on our brother. Hey, I gotta say that. Did you hear the, the statistics? Yeah, no. <laughs> I bring her there. But well, fair enough. No, I, I, no, shout out to my girlfriend, Ice. Uh, she's <laughs> but she. No, to be honest, she. Uh, we went. Did, did we you went. know that um, they the statistic they have they've had one million people. Yeah, visit. I saw the the po- oh, this yeah. so far. One, one million, million people, people visit. So one million people. But it is. It is the biggest. I think it's the biggest sex playground in the world. That's, that's what they classify themselves as. X playground, sex playgrounds. Yeah, that's what they dance, dance, dance. Oh, dance. What dance. The, I mean, sex playground. That's what they call <laughs> it. Either. Yeah, I've missed a place or two. Then I mean, it's not. It's, 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 it's very. Uh, you know, just you know, <laughs> <laughs> what, what I'll say is so good I'll... choreography in all of these places. You yeah. Know? Oh yeah, but so but one million people. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a hell of a lot. It's a big business. Huh? It is. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Thailand is is quite. Let's say now that the FNB is, is, is expanding and exploding at the minute, I feel like, you know, because all the new uh, places opening, like uh, Pastel, Bizu, Yod, all those places are really, uh, you know, bringing up the FNB. But at the, at the end, a lot of tourists are coming from a, a little bit that. Uh, Do you think it needs to slow down? No. No, yes, it's cool. Because it's weird because going. there are still people, right? That, that's the crazy thing. These new well, openings. Well, what is one million out of the, I don't know, I mean, millions of tourists yeah. came every year. If you, if yeah. you look at it, I think at one point it was about 300,000 people but... coming through the airport per week True. or something. True. I mean, it's crazy. But do you think we're like, uh, because, you know, in, in Bangkok, it's very hard to start a business, right? A restaurant or a bar. If you don't have a good concept, it, it's going to die yeah. fast, right? Yeah. But you need the right connection. Do you think, because now it seems to be like every week is a new restaurant, new bar. It's like just... Ah, the scene is changing. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's yeah, crazy. I don't think it should slow down. I think the more competition you think is there is, the yeah. more restaurant there is. I mean, you okay. take London, for example. I mean, sure. I, I lived there for 10 years. Yeah. It was an amazing... It's an amazing city to be in. But you look at it, competition make you work harder. Yeah, yeah definitely. True. You know? Good. What, yeah. You know, what brings people... Uh, is is this is this a little bit and this is what I miss a little bit compared to Bangkok as as a sum right right is the competition that you sort of have with between uh, the other restaurants and there were so many sommeliers in London so many very good sommeliers yeah and then everybody is is you know you love wine fairs a lot of things and then <clears throat> I'm saying and London this, is is an insane scene yeah but it's London there as well right yeah I did four years there yeah, uh, two years there sorry. And yeah, it was just incredible. Right? Yeah, I never lived there. I, I think it's a I good place to stop there. Yeah, but what? Good. Like, but your English is different. <laughs> when I drop, <laughs> I, as much as I love London, I would not go back and live there again. Yeah, I'm oh, staying. So, I mean, most of the people that go there, Italian or Spanish or French, we go to to learn the language. Right. So, and then after you yeah. see how it's incredible, how you can improve in your well, I mean, in this industry at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can talk yeah. for the others, but, uh, but yeah, for me, for me, when I was like, wow, what is the city? You know, the cost of living is crazy. Though. But this is, but yeah. London, London taught me almost everything. Huh? And I want to say, uh, uh, it's it's in London that I found passion in wine. Oh, so most, also another cliche that I want to stop. Right? Okay. It's, it's not because I'm French that I know wines from since I'm born. Okay? Not all French people. No, no, right, right. You drink it in your sommelier. Like you drink it since we're very young. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> like I know, when I was a kid, I, a recipe my my grandfather used to make for me for me to like wine hmm. from a very young age. When I had strawberries, he would put sugar and red wine. And I would eat strawberries with red wine and sugar. Uh, what, how old were you? Like seven, eight. <laughs> okay, right. Not like, but to yeah. get 
your palate used to it. And my grandfather gave me that. So maybe it's because yeah, of him I had a passion a, for wine. A fruity, a fruity wine today. Exactly. Let's bring that memories. But, like, but yeah. to, to go back, like London, I feel for a lot of people from hospitality, yeah. we all kind of been there at some point. Yeah, yeah it's, it's and, nice to, to stop by. And, and to be honest, we found Andrea Bricarello, uh, which was the head sommelier of Galvin LaChapelle, <laughs> who took me under his wing when I was 20 and taught me you know, give me the passion about wine because at okay. first, you know, I was I was a chef de ronde like anyone else and I had this guy coming over and talking about wine, like how it tastes like, you know, dry plum, super concentrated tannins and, and this <laughs> and that. And I would just be looking at this guy like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, seriously. And now you're sort of, and now, you're right, he, right. he took me in and it's like, you know, I can see that you're getting bored in what you do. Why don't you come as a, as a commissomelier and, you know, learn about wine? And he was challenging me every week, like, Okay, tomorrow give, come back and give me all the crew of Chablis. Tomorrow give me all this and that. Yeah. And then he developed this passion into wine uh, that I have right. today and because of him. But I think it's a language, yeah. right? You have to learn the language. But it's also, there's, it, there's the narrative for sure, but it's also describing wine as a personality. You know yeah, what I mean? Like you have to, you have to use this poetic language to really get people to understand what wine is. You know? Yeah, no, definitely. And also, you, you speak about memories. Um, wine is memories. For sure. And the first, the first bottle you tried, the first oh. wine you drank. So I have a yeah. question actually. When was the first time you, you guys got drunk? Do you do you remember the time you were drunk for the first time as a uh, teenager or child or whatever? Yeah, I, was, I think I was fourteen. I remember. Yeah, I think I was as well. So I used That's to. Uh, young, young. I think it was in a pub. So in England, everyone goes to pubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was probably about 14 with my friend. And I think a guy it by, by mistake. And, uh, yep. No, yeah, it was fine. But I remember, what is that? I remember <laughs> the first alcohol, which I just couldn't drink for a very long time. That was like uh, dark rum. Okay. And yeah. stupidly, oh, really? as kids, we'd you know seen who can do the most gulps. Yeah. I won at 21 gulps and projectile vomited straight oh. after. <laughs> couldn't drink rum for like 10 years yeah, after yeah. that. We, 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 we all had one spirit like that, yeah. Spirit like that. Luckily, yeah. I drink much more sensibly now. It was good. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, for the mistake part. Ah, the, but the when was the first time you remember? Uh, actually, it's fun because uh, it's a friend of my family who used to bring me to skiing for the first time, to the French Riviera, to... His name is Charles, uh, Charles Bellet, uh, an amazing person. And okay. I was skiing with him and, you know, in France, you have the restaurant in the middle of the, the, the piece. Where did you stop using the, the chalet? Yeah, skiing area. And where we were eating and, uh, and they were drinking uh, uh, cider. So cider from Normandy, oh, where okay, I'm yeah, from. Yeah. And then I started to drink cider with them. I was, I was like, I think, 12 years old or something like that. And everything was okay until you have to put back the ski. Oh, yeah. And uh, he, he told me <laughs> the story. I, mean, I don't remember the details, you know, but he explained me and I put back my ski and start to go straight away to the, to the security forest. area. <laughs> And then they had to bring me down. Uh, it was my first uh, helicopter came in. No, 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 not helicopter, but uh, but yeah. When he told me that last year, I was like, wow. I don't, I don't really know if I really have one souvenir or when I get really drunk for the first Sorry. time. But I definitely notice, no, noticeably have a have a, a Wednesday afternoon. Oh no, I do remember. Oh, so sorry. I was 13 years old and uh, my grandfather put me into uh, uh, school, in the, the boarding school. I was not a good kid when I was younger. But, so he put me to boarding school, so I was staying the week. And, I'm, and I managed to get a Wednesday, a Wednesday afternoon, you were allowed to go outside the school. Otherwise, the whole week you were school mm -hmm. and then to the, uh, to the rooms. Sure. And I remember because it was it was a lot of uh, other kids that were not necessarily sensibly good too. Uh, so we decided... <laughs> 
on Wednesday afternoon to go out. All his friends. <laughs> or, no, and there was like older kids, right? So yeah, I was 13, but it, it went up until 16 years old, right? And we went out and I remember uh, it was in Nice. So we go to the beach, the guys, they went to buy. In France, they don't look at your ID. They don't give, they don't care. Mm. Like they don't look at IDs, they just sell your alcohol. Yeah. So we went there and we buy. And now it's a bit different. <laughs> Maybe now it's different. <laughs> but back, uh, back in early 2000, um, it wasn't, and then uh, and then uh, I remember, yeah, we just went to the casino place, which were where casino is a brand, okay, yeah, uh, supermarket, sorry, ah, not actual, no, no, actual, <laughs> I was gonna casino say fourteen-year-olds in a casino, yeah. Yeah. Like, right, it's, it's a brand, brand <laughs> of supermarket, French court casino, and so we went to buy, and I remember we went to the beach, and then we got, I got wasted, but like, yeah. Top-notch wasted. Top-notch wasted. <laughs> and I get back to the school because you had to go back at nighttime. Yeah. And he, wow. and he became passionate. That's how your love for alcohol started. Oh, well, yeah. The, the big <laughs> You should have seen the teachers when they saw me coming back in. <laughs> yeah. Next Wednesday, you'll be again. All right. I got a big warning at school. Memories, you're right. Like, I, I still remember. So one of the most memorable wine experiences I had was Chateau Agam, 1986. Oh, yeah. And it tasted like sticky toffee pudding. It's the only way I can describe it, but I still got that taste yeah. in my mind. It's like sticky toffee what? Sticky toffee pudding. Ah, yeah, sticky nice. Toffee. You know, it's Hassan uh, belly. Like, what? <laughs> well, what belly? No, sticky toffee pudding. It's like it was just so rich and it is very amazing. Yeah. And no memories is important. Like you know, when when we do the article, people try to tell me, oh, tasting not, and I say, I don't care about tasting not because right. we all have a different way of, of describing a wine, okay? Yeah. It's, 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 it's important to have um, a guidelines to follow, of course, but what's important, what I try to do in our article is mm. to get the memories of the people, why you drink it, why you remember this wine, why you like that. it. Yeah. And you. sometimes it's always a family or the first memory, and, and yeah. it's very important. Which is really good. I, I urge everyone who's listening to please go read the mag uh, the articles. Most of them are online now uh, on our website. So really, you've done a great job with that, man. I appreciate Please it. read it because I'm wondering if anyone reads it. Then. <laughs> I say I read it, but I don't really, really read it. So. Well, we... <laughs> so we're going to wrap up pretty soon, guys, actually. Uh, we're nearly done okay. now. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Really, I appreciate it. Well, thank you for inviting us. Yeah, it's been good. It was cool. So what's the plan? Uh, I've drawn one already. Yes, yeah, so we, right, we did. We did. Uh, we did. Yeah. Next time we have to bring two. But uh, we'll shop something, huh? So you're you're on sabbatical for a while. Yeah, I'm taking some time off. I got a few holidays planned already, so I'm going okay. to Hong Kong from the first to the fourth of November. First, nice. going to Chiang Mai for a motorbike trip at the end of the month as well. Are you going to be driving? Yeah. Wow. Okay. What do you mean? That isn't you're going to be driving a motorbike through Chiang Mai. No. Yeah. Yeah. From Chiang Mai to Pai and come back. It's a six days uh, motorbike nice. trip. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that's that's planned, and then uh, yeah, just a few things. Uh, chilled. Sure, taking time. Okay, I think it's good. You know, I haven't you haven't had time off since COVID. To be frankly honest, like a few holidays yeah. and there, but now uh, we go to Pai. You're gonna come back a hippie. No, I think one hundred. You already as a part of hippie. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, there's a little bit of like like a show part. Yeah, and and Guillaume, what's new for you? Are you traveling anytime soon? Uh, no travel. I just came back from Europe, and uh, now we're preparing the high season. We have many wineries coming, many big events. We're gonna have Chateau Margaux, Chateau Laurel Porphyry. Okay. Uh, we're just launching the new market of Germany and Austria. We have some visit also, and of course we need to yeah allocate all the wine before the festival. So a lot of work uh, coming, but uh, just just what we like. So should be fun. Good. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to On The Bad Bar Podcast. Once again, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and all other major podcast providers. 
Thank you to both of you guys for joining me on the show for this first songcast. I really loved it. Thank you for the wine. Uh, you guys are awesome. <laughs> what, what you're doing in Bangkok is awesome, so keep going. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for the next episode, guys. Thank Thanks you. to you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the show, guys. Uh, we are available on Spotify, iTunes, and all other major podcast providers. Your support helps my show grow, and I love you for listening. So thank you so much. If you want to be a part of it even more, please look at the show notes. You can find links to our Facebook group, The Beverage Network. You can also find links to my Patreon page where you can help the show grow even further with small donations. And you can also find my email where you can reach me anytime with any questions. You guys are amazing. I love this industry. Let's keep it growing. Thank you for listening to On The Bad Bar.